crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. All right. All done with those Redbirds. Easy enough. I mean, it just feels weird. Brewers shut out 3-0. They coasted for this game. It was 1-0 two batters into the game, and it was never in question. And yeah, they had a couple runners on, a couple threats, and it was just like, this is one of the most relaxed games I can really remember here at American Family Field in the middle of September. I mean, it is kind of nice to be clinched already, to be hanging out, relaxing, getting the Brewers right. Got some news on the rotation as well. Going to get to that in just a moment as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brewers win 3 nothing. It was just a little tune-up for Corbin Burns. Four innings. He got the 200 strikeouts for the third consecutive season. Congratulations to him. Julio Tehran was phenomenal. Four shutout innings. Had four strikeouts himself. Then Ethan Small collects his first big league save as well. 15th shutout of the season for the Brewers. That is tied for the second most in the National League. Ironically, the team that leads the Padres will not be making the playoffs, but then all three teams that are tied for second, division winners. The Dodgers, the Braves, and the Brewers, all with 15 shutouts this season. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Some good news about Garrett Mitchell today. We'll talk about him in just a little bit. But let's start with the news about the rotation. As we learned after the game today, Craig Council announcing that Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta will not start this weekend. They are healthy. They are fine. They are just deciding to say, let's make sure they are 100% and fresh and good to go heading into the postseason. Because if things go according to plan for the Brewers, Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta probably at least have three starts in them in the next three weeks until the World Series. And then everything figures out from there. So they decided to give those guys a breather for the weekend Uh, against the Cubs, who have a lot to play for. The Brewers, quite frankly, literally have nothing to play for. They cannot improve their seed. They cannot change their opponent. Now, for those of you saying, oh, well, the the Cubs, you can keep them out. Okay, you still can. You can still score more runs than them. If you want to panic about, oh, no, the Cubs might get in now because they're not starting Woodruff and Peralta, don't. Don't fall for that trap. The other thing The Cubs don't control their own fate. They play later tonight. They're going to get going here in about 20 minutes' time. Same with the Marlins. If the Marlins and Cubs finish with the same record from here to the end of the season, the Marlins get in. It doesn't matter. They cannot finish tied with any team for that third spot to get into the postseason. They will finish here, of course, with Milwaukee. The Marlins will finish in Pittsburgh. And then finally, the uh, Diamondbacks will finish at home against the Astros. So everything's kind of chaotic in that sense. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. I think this is a great move. For one, you've got a guy that had a serious shoulder injury. No surgery, but a guy that had a serious shoulder injury 
throughout most of the season, missed three and a half, four months' time. Let's make sure he's good to go for October. The other guy, Freddie Peralta, is getting over an illness. He's not as effective as he was, you know, earlier in the second half. He had a couple of odd starts back-to-back due to that illness. So get him right, get him healthy, get his strength back. And quite frankly, you may not even need Freddie Peralta in the wild card round. You may only need him for game one of a DS because if the Brewers, of course, sweep now, if it was my call today, it would be Brandon Woodruff going game two, Corbin Burns going game one. If you sweep that two, those two games, Freddie Peralta gets to start game one of the NLDS against the Dodgers. And here's the, the best part, too. The way things shake out for the National League this year, they have a bonus off day between game one and game two. You only need three starters for the DS. So let's say the Brewers sweep the wildcard series. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves here, talking after a 3 nothing win, but if the Brewers sweep a wildcard series, you go Freddie Peralta in game one on Saturday the 7th against the Dodgers. Then you can go right back to Corbin Burns on normal rest for game two on Monday the 9th in Los Angeles. Off day for the travel day back here to Milwaukee. You go back to Woodruff, who would also be on an extra day of rest for game three. And then Freddie Peralta would be back on normal rest, his fifth day, for game four. And then if there's a game five, Corbin Burns would be on normal rest. So you only need three starters for that DS if they sweep the wild card round. After that, things get a little more interesting with the way that things roll. The Brewers have a luxury, to say the least. And now they're going to coast. Colin Ray will start tomorrow. TBA for Saturday. And then Sunday will still be Adrian Hauser because he won't be needed uh, in a starting role anymore until the CS, which I imagine would go to Wade Miley over Adrian Hauser, but he could be used out of the bullpen. So things can get a little more interesting here coming up for how creative they're going to be, what they're going to try, and uh, how things look moving forward. So I wanted to start the show with that. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Jeff Cirillo will join us in just a moment. Brewers win 3-0, right here on WTMJ. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us now. Brewers get the victory three to nothing. They win the series over the Cardinals. And and Rillo, it's been a minute, but man, this team, they're they're rolling along. Things are going well. And today, as they continue to just kind of coast into the postseason where you figure out little things here and there, it just felt like uh, three runs was the fewest they could have scored today with all the double plays. But all in all, the last two days the offense started to click back into gear. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I think we talked, what, two weeks ago, and you uh, 
gave me the over under on, on on whether the, the Cub series would matter. And I was like, I don't think so. And you were kind of like, ah, I don't know. You were kind of on the fence. But, you know, two weeks, we, we roll it back, and, and now the Brewers are just coasting into 3 nothing. Mayor's office kind of win for the Brewers today. This is a game that the Brewers, you know, you had the regular starting lineup back in there. You're facing a guy you've got plenty of tape on at Dakota Hudson. You know the M.O. He throws sinkers. He's a ground ball guy. And, yes, they fell victim to a few double plays today. But I thought they set the tone right out of the gate. Christian Yelich and then William Contreras, double, single, run already on the board, one nothing. And, you know, we were talking about Christian Yelich's back the last time you were on the show, Rillo. Clearly he is healthy, and clearly he is dangerous and a weapon again at the top of this Brewers lineup. Well, I mean, your, your information was better than mine in that regard because you're just thinking that the, you'd flip the calendar to September and these guys will find their second win, but you had it pegged with his back. So, right, I mean, the, the Brewers had a little bit of luxury and that they had a little bit of cushion, and they weren't fighting from behind to try and get into the, the pennant race. And so the ability to rest him for the period of time that he did and just kind of give him that fresh little kick going into the playoffs, it's almost like you give him that, that fifth or sixth uh, burst of gas to get through the rest of the season, and he looked good today. On today's uh, starting lineup, the, the headline obviously is Garrett Mitchell. And, and Mitchell was not retired. He had a pair of walks, including a double, also had a run scored. A very quiet day for the offense, uh, only 28 at-bats. Not many guys uh, had multiple base runners, nearly a, a minimum type day. But for for Mitchell, his first game back in the big league since April, I know he's got a few games under his belt down in AAA. It, it's different. And first pitch he saw... Doubled to the opposite field. He did not strike out today. He made every read he was supposed to make in center field. It's one game. I'm not going to freak out, but that looked like Garrett Mitchell that we saw in April. Exactly right. I mean, some of those guys, I remember they used to talk about Paul Molitor, that you know he could fall out of bed and, and, and hit and play the outfield and do what he does. And some guys are special like that. Obviously, you know, that you want to have tempered expectations for him and kind of deal with him with kid gloves because – minor league rehab assignments where you play five innings and then you kind of get up to speed and you play nine innings, you know, it's just a different, different speed of the game, a different intensity with a bigger crowd out there. So uh, it was good to see him back at there. And I'm sure that he was great to, to get that double. He's a, certainly a candidate for player of the game brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. Uh, out to the text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, 90 wins once again. Welcome back, Garrett Mitchell. Player of the game with a double and a run. Some nice defense. Tehran stepped up big with a great outing. Gives the bullpen some rest. With Burns going today, will he be the game one starter on Tuesday? Yes, he will. That text is from Aaron in Illinois. Uh, also, let's get to the phone lines as well. Kent in New Berlin. You are live here on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Don. This is Kent. Um, I believe the home series for the World Series is based upon the best record of the team that gets to the World Series. Right now, if uh, we make it to the World Series and Baltimore doesn't, we would have the best record and would have home field advantage. Uh, so I believe these games this weekend do definitely count towards that. Uh, Tampa Bay also that? would would have a better record as well. Tampa Bay, uh, both of those teams, either one of those teams from the East make it out of the American League, they would be the team that takes home field. But you are right. It is the yeah. 
the overall record from the season. Yeah, don't we have more wins than Tampa Bay right now? Tampa Bay has 97 wins. Oh, they do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they I are very good. <laughs> it's all good. I like where you're thinking, though, okay. Ken. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we can close it out. Take care. I like it. Awesome. Thank you for calling. Thanks for thanks for participating there, Kent. <laughs> Jeff, I mean, looking at the at the postseason here, looking at what the Brewers are getting lined up, we'll talk pitching in the next segment. But as I look at this roster and I look at the lineup and I'm figuring out what I'm going to do, as the Brewers have to figure out what they're going to do with Garrett Mitchell, they do have to – I think one of the main questions right now is, are they willing, which the Brewers, they're a platoon team, we know that, are they willing – to roll three left-handed outfielders out there, meaning Yelich in left, Mitchell in center, and Freelich in right, assuming that would be Canna at the DH spot against a right-handed pitcher. And then obviously you're – it kind of depends on who they face, really, in my opinion. But I, I think that's one of the main questions. What do you see questions that are remaining position player-wise for a playoff roster? Well, you know, you got to look at the third base position, right? Is Donaldson going to be – the guy there and do with monastery i mean some of these guys have, have really earned their position and you know so it's one of those ones that, that you really don't know you don't know what mitchell's going to give you you know day to day but obviously getting him his at bats you know with with five six games left in the season uh or four games excuse me and we we just never know what what to expect from that but just i think that you know for i'm sure that Craig and, and the rest of the staff are just looking to see how he feels after the game and just kind of, you know, playoff baseball games are, are also a different intensity altogether, but it's nice options to have. And I, and I, the Brewers are based on their, their defense and, and speed and athleticism and the ability to, um, to counter the other team's manager's um, moves. It, it would be nice to have a Tyrone Taylor kind of a, a secret weapon, if you will, sitting on your bench. Now that's assuming you're not starting against a left-handed pitcher because, in my opinion, Tyrone would be getting the start in right field over Sal, and then you're keeping Sal on your bench available as your secret weapon or even a pinch runner. And I also remind folks, the roster, it goes back down to 26, but you're still capped at 13 pitchers. But let's be honest, you don't need five starters in a three-game series. You're only going to need three. So you'll, the only starters you'll truly have in your rotation are going to be Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Hauser and Miley would be available out of the bullpen if they so wish, but you won't see Tehran, you won't see Ray, you won't see Ethan Small, you won't see uh, guys like that, but you can still be a little more flexible with what you want to do with your bench. Maybe they carry both Blake Perkins and Garrett Mitchell for that pinch runner aspect. I imagine they'll still carry Rowdy for a left-handed pinch hitter bat, but it's... We talked about it with Craig Council earlier today that there isn't a lot of drama to happen. It's just a matter of waiting on who they're going to face because the Marlins, with their five lefties, that could change things. But otherwise, the Cubs and the Reds uh, and and the Diamondbacks, they're all very right-handed heavy teams, which could play right into the Brewers' hands. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's uh, you got to see who you're facing. You know, you could see Miley, you know, for leave or, or even maybe another second that left-hander other than, oh, they have three, excuse me. The other thing is, is Chapin, you know, does he make the team or do you keep Miley and just, and, and to your point, you know, I think it's going to be more of a battle for that third, uh, what they want to do with the pitching, the short series. Yeah, it will be, 
Yeah, it will be very interesting. Let's talk starters coming up next as well. I want to thank Network Health for their sponsorship of the show here on the Hunt for Brew October. For over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can get the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for your employees, you can visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs and they've got a plan for you. We got more with Jeff Cirillo and your text, your calls, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Packers haven't kicked off yet. Stay with us on WTMJ. Coming. Welcome back. I'm Tom Catronio. Brewers win 3 nothing today as these lame duck games are just kind of meant to be getting the big picture ready to go. But we'll put a wrap on today's game with the difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and even estate planning. It's all from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex is going to provide elite, comprehensive financial planning, all customized to who you are and what you need. Go to annexwealth.com. Jeff Cirillo's with us. I'm Dom Catronio. Three nothing game. Jeff, what, what what stuck out to you for a difference making moment? I'm just going to go right off the bat with these guys that got their rest with uh, Yelich and, and Contreras, just getting the, the ball started. You know, getting days off and then getting Yelich back in in the lineup and getting him back in his swing. So I think getting Yelich back, and I think it's just more the moves of the game. We're getting Mitchell back out there and just getting. Yelich back in there, and, and obviously having Corbin Burns on the mound going five innings, just uh, steady work again. Yeah, for me it's Corbin getting the final out of the uh, fourth inning, which turned out to be the last out of his day. Uh, strike out number 200, that was the goal all along, just get to 200 and go from there, see how long it takes you to get to 200. He looked sharp enough. The slider looked like it was back on track, unlike it was in Miami. Cutter was good. Very few change-ups today. Didn't really need the curveball today either, so he's tuned up and ready to go for game one. As we react, though, to the news earlier from Craig Council saying, no Brandon Woodruff, no Freddie Peralta for the weekend against the Cubs. Those guys are just going to be ready to go in a wild card series. You know, I, I don't mind the move. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, I don't want to people get lost in the fact that, oh my gosh, it's the Cubs, and I give them a chance to, to win. Like it, You can still score more runs than the Cubs and, and win these games. And with Colin Ray, he's given you a chance to win every time. Adrian Hauser will go on Sunday, TBA for Saturday, but... I, I think this is for the team. This is the advantage of clinching early, like we talked about earlier, that you said it wasn't going to matter, and it, it really doesn't. And it's a luxury the Brewers are able to use. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, it's, that's an interesting thing because you don't want anyone to second-guess you. It's funny that they're not going to pitch a Woodruff or Peralta just to kind of give them a couple innings and just to keep them in the flow of, of baseball, right, and facing competitive. You know, you can maybe simulate something for their start and just kind of get them up to their bullpens. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's an interesting move and, uh, uh, from a starter perspective, but like you said, they have Colin Ray and Adrian Hauser out there in the, in the, you know, the, the luxury of having depth, right. And in the middle of the year, they didn't really have that depth and they were to manage through, you know, a, a big league season is just so long and it looks like the Brewers are, um, are healthy and, uh, and they're, they're ready to go, especially with those big guys that, you know, I don't think that there's too many teams lining up to face that Brewers pitching. I mean, you think about it, every team generally has some sort of issue heading into the postseason with their pitching in particular, right? You, you look at 
the Braves, right? Max Fried's got a blister forming, and Charlie Morton won't pitch until the NLCS. Uh, the Dodgers, they're relying on Clayton Kershaw and all the injuries he's been piling on this season pitching through, and then a rookie with Bobby Miller, and then Lance Lynn, who's given up more homers than anybody in baseball this year, and then a lot of question marks beyond that. Uh, you look at the Diamondbacks. Aside from Gallon and Kelly, they've got nobody else. And they're aside from Paul Seawall in the ninth, they've got not much else in between there. Uh, and, and then I can just keep going down the list. The Cubs, where do you begin with their bullpen? Uh, the Marlins, uh, Lazardo has been solid, and it seems like Edward Cabrera has figured things out lately. But once again, no Yuri Perez, no Sandy Alcantara. This is a weird feeling that the Brewers are, are going to be rolling into the postseason with exactly the pitching staff that they envisioned in spring training. And I, I can't stress this enough. That is so rare. I mean, that it doesn't normally happen like this. You're exactly right. I mean, you got to think of like a high-flying uh, football team, right? Like the Rams back in the day with uh, Warner and those guys. And, you know, and just if another team gets the lead, they just have the ability to just kind of run the clock. The Brewers, in some ways, have the ability to run the clock as far as their pitching goes. You know, you just get them scratching. We've already talked about this. You give them three runs, and uh, for the most part, especially the, the air tightness that, that they've kind of, with Gil stepping up in the, in the in the back end of that bullpen, it's just it's amazing how they can shorten a baseball game. And you don't want to get behind. I, I've been there with the dominance of their bullpen and their starting pitching, so you don't want to fall behind in these series. And I know it's like the Braves, and they have the – the fast striking offense and the Brewers haven't been great against them, but that's, you know, it's a small snippet. It's just like six, seven games. So um, for those ones, like they have the ability to uh, run the clock. If I give a football um, analogy, it's, it works. It absolutely works. And they're just kind of waiting and seeing and what's going to come next for them. Take me in. I mean, I, this has been a conversation for a lot of baseball these last two years with the new rules that, the top two seeds get a bye. They get five days off. And you look at last year, both the Dodgers and the Braves got bounced in the first round after dealing with that layoff. Now, in the American League, the Yankees went all the way to the edge uh, against the Guardians. Uh, and then the uh, Astros had their hands full with the Seattle Mariners. I know they got swept, but every single one of those games was a fantastic game. I, I, I wonder... If there is an advantage for the Brewers to be playing ball, playing in the wild card round before heading out to L.A., I, I don't think ball is just they have to play that one extra game and they have to keep going on the road. Baseball is one of those ones uh, where you know you win one game on the road and, and now you have the home field advantage and you're maybe the number one seed. So I, I don't really. Um, I think baseball is one of the ones that you need repetitions. You kind of need to keep flowing. And, and bottom line is also, you know, it's different, right? I mean, you get days off all the time throughout the playoffs. So um, it's not like they're not going to be able to just, just play 20 games straight to get to the World Series. So I think there's an advantage to, um, to, to keep playing. And we saw it last year. I wonder what the Brewers are going to, to get ready for here. And, and also a reminder that we probably will see – Yoel Piams for maybe one more game this weekend. Piguero will be back for the uh, postseason. And I, I just imagine, you know, if if you let your mind wander a little bit with this pitching, you know, if you have your starter go six innings or even into the seventh inning, and then you hand the ball, let's say, to Hobie Milner in the seventh, and then you hand the ball to Piams or Piguero or Uribe in the eighth, and you know Devin's going to have the ninth in all three games if needed, 
it, the longer the starter goes, the fact that the Brewers can trust their starters to go three times through in order, I, I just I, I continue to look at it. We know we've talked about it that nobody wants to face this pitching staff. Yada yada. This is where it comes in. This is where like you start mapping out. What is to come? And the, you mentioned the extra off day. We laid it out that the DS, you only need three starters. You would only need Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta in an NLDS situation because of that extra off day. I I, I just, I, I'm looking at this team. I'm not calling it a sleeping giant because it's actually a giant. It's awake. It's a great team. And it's ready to roll for October. You're, uh, the only thing is you may be the experience at the back end of the bullpen, right, with Piamps, Baguera, and Uribe. Uh, not having a ton of, of, of postseason experience, long season, but at the same time, you know you're gonna you're gonna sing and swing with these guys that have, have been there all year, and uh, it's a strength. And like you said, I, I think it's a, a giant that that it might maybe some people are sleeping on it, but I guarantee the the Braves and the Dodgers and the other teams that are in the playoffs, Phillies, are all taking notice. They know, uh, and we've talked about this many times. Like you knew when you went into Atlanta. And uh, you're facing the front end of the series, and, and you were getting Maddox um, glass. You know, all right, let's try and scratch out a few hits for yourself, right? And so uh, that's kind of what the Brewers have brewing. It's going to be fun. I just kind of, I just wanted to be here, Jeff. I'm just ready to go, man. Like, I know we got three games against Cubs. It's going to be a rocking crowd here, but I'm just ready to go for Tuesday. I'm I'm fired up to watch playoff baseball here again in Milwaukee. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's one of those ones and. No one is rabid as the as the Brewers fans when it comes to this, and they've been waiting a long time to get back to the World Series. And uh, and I mean, I can tell 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 your fans, it's like there's photos up of every year of every Milwaukee Brewers when you take that photo out in center field, a team photo. But there's only one photo that's enshrined on the wall when you walk in, and that's the 1982 Brewers team. It's this chance to be stuff of legends. This could be the year. Jeff Cirillo with the analysis will be with us all weekend long. Rillo, appreciate you as always, my friend. And here come the Cubs. Let's uh, let's have some fun this weekend. Yeah, buckle up. Be fun. Awesome. Jeff Cirillo here on WTMJ. We'll be back with some comments from Craig Council a little bit later. Highlights from this contest as well. And take a look around the league coming up next right here on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, welcome back. I'm Dom Petronio, 855-616-1620. We're with you for another half hour or so, heading to the top of the hour. This text from Tom in Pewaukee, that third at bat from Mitchell, though, working a walk while falling behind down two strikes. Got the eye emoji in that text as well. I agree. I thought Garrett, I mentioned this, Last week, when we were preparing for him to be up here, his last five games in Nashville, he did not strike out. And here today, three plate appearances out of the nine spot, swings at the first pitch double, works a walk in the middle for an average at bat, then a nine-pitch plate appearance draws a walk in his last plate appearance of the night as well. So him getting his eyes back, getting his uh, feel, baseball feel back is huge. And, you know, talking to him, Earlier today about the recovery time and the speed of which he came back. And, you know, is there any nerves? Is there anything you can and can't do? He says, you know what? I'm just going to be a baseball player. I'm not going to play recklessly. That's not the word. But I'm just going to let instincts take over, let my body tell me what I can and can't do, as this is just the very beginning. And quite frankly, you know, we can overreact and get excited about Garrett Mitchell here today, but it's one game. 
right? He can go 0 for 12 with 11 strikeouts over the weekend, and he doesn't need to be on the playoff roster as a starter. He can be a pinch runner. Now, I don't think that's going to happen for Garrett Mitchell. I think he's an extremely talented player that makes the entire team better. And his defense is great. And I was just letting my mind wander, too, of, you know, okay, let's say you got Yelich in left, Mitchell in center, Freelich in right. Got some solid defense right there. And then maybe late in the game, if Yelich's ABs are done for the day, you put Perkins in defensively and you'll move Freelich to left and Perkins into right. Uh, Tyrone can come in. I don't think Mark Canna's going to play defense in the postseason. Uh, not because he's a bad defender, but just because the Brewers have better options, uh, which would leave the DH spot for him. And then you could have uh, Josh Donaldson play third base, especially if you're facing a left-handed starter like a Jesus Lazardo, like the Marlins would roll out. So if the Brewers do face the Marlins and Lazardo for game one of the uh, wildcard series, Lazardo's pitching today, by the way, it would be, you know, Tyrone Taylor would probably get the start in right field, and he's been swinging a hot bat. He had the day off today, had a couple of hits yesterday as well. So the Brewers are in a very good shape in the outfield, regardless of what they choose to do with Garrett Mitchell. Craig Council said it earlier today. They just want to see what they have. You know, they need to give him at bats and want to figure it out. One game is not going to decide it, but just see what he can do and get him some more at bats and lead him into a healthy offseason into 2024, hopefully as late as possible from the Brewers' perspective. Let's take a peek out of town, though, here real quick. The Cubs have already jumped out to a one nothing lead uh, against the Braves thanks to an RBI fielder's choice uh, by Ian Happ. So run scores in the top of the first inning for the Bra- for the Cubs against the Braves starter uh, Smith Shaver and Marcus Stroman is getting the start for the Cubs. He has been limited in his return. Granted, the Braves are a team that swings early and often. Uh, He just allowed a single, it looks like, to Austin Riley, uh, and now Matt Olson's up. So that game just getting underway. 1-0 Cubs leading in the bottom of the first inning. They They will be keeping an eye on the Mets and Marlins, that game is Lazardo, who's already got three strikeouts uh, against David Peterson, left-handed pitcher. Both of those teams are scoreless through two innings. Uh, other games that matter for the playoffs don't happen until later tonight. Actually, one happening right now in the American League, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. The Mariners need all the help they can get right now, but the Mariners will play later tonight, 840 Central Time, hosting a four-game series with the Texas Rangers, the Mariners need to win virtually every game here down the stretch and get a little bit of help for them to get into the postseason. So things are very uh, spicy heading into the final weekend. And a reminder, because the Diamondbacks lost earlier today, they have to throw Zach Gallen tomorrow. They have not yet clinched safe footing for the postseason. Now, if they start Zach Gallen tomorrow and they don't clinch and they have to wait another day, meaning they have to throw Merrill Kelly on Saturday against the Astros, that would mean Merrill Kelly would not be available until a Game 3 of a wild card series unless he goes on three days rest, which I can't imagine he would do that. It would be TBA for Game 1, Zach Gallen in Game 2, uh, and then Merrill Kelly in Game 3, and that's still starting on 
Shorts rest to see what they're going to do there. So the Diamondbacks tomorrow against the Astros will be very important to keep an eye on. Want to thank Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. You can get a $1,000 instant rebate on a Dakin AC or furnace unit. That goes through the end of October. You can go to SEIDER.com, Cider. Financing is available. Again, a $1,000 rebate through the end of October. SEIDER.com, Cider, Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. We'll hear from the manager coming up next. We're with you till the top of the hour, 7 o'clock. Don't worry. The Packers don't kick off till 7.15. you got time to sit back, relax, and hang with us. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers win 3 nothing. 15th shutout of the year. Vibes are good. Everyone is having a good time. Just waiting to see what's going to happen in the postseason. A lot to figure out. We've already talked about the fact that Craig Council announced the starting moves. Let him explain it in his own words. Also talking about today's game, here's what Craig Council had to say. Yeah, yeah he had a nice game. Um, on base a bunch. Um, had grit at bats, so a successful day for sure. It was, I think, eight games in Nashville. Does, did the quality of at bats... Surprise you after that short time period? I mean, no. I mean, it's it's one day, you know. <laughs> and and then good for him, and he did a, he did a really nice job. But um, yeah, it's I mean, it's great to have a good day for sure, and um, glad we got him out there. Another guy who had a good day to play is, is Yelich. Um, it's been a lot, since he came back from, from the back thing. It's, it's been a good week for him. What have you seen from? from him? Yeah, I mean, just. Just, I mean, he feels good. He's nor- It's normal. Um, feeling good. Obviously, he got a little rest there, um, and, and we got back uh, feeling good. So he's in a good spot. The pitching that for those guys to cover behind Burns, you know, you talked about. Yeah. Freezy to make some decisions. Yeah. So another day where, um, you know, we definitely um, went, you know, maybe better than we planned today, better than we planned with really with the effort that Julio gave us. Um, that was outstanding. Um, and uh, got us deep into the game, and, and Ethan did a nice job finishing it. It's got to be a nice moment for Ethan. He's you know top draft pick, and yeah, no, I mean for sure. I mean it's a it's closing out a game, major league game. Uh, it's a scoreless inning, and and helping your team uh, helping your team win, and the bonus of a first career save. How does this impact now? Like you said, tomorrow you may have. Yeah, so um, starters for the starters for the weekend. We're gonna we're at uh, Colin Ray is going to start tomorrow. We're TBA on Saturday, um, and then uh, Hauser's going to pitch Sunday. You plan on getting Woodruff, Peralta, those guys any work? Or? No, um, Woody, Woodruff and Peralta are not going to pitch. Um, Woody will throw um, and some. Uh, a bu- we got a bunch of pitchers throwing tomorrow, um, and he will take part in something um, pregame tomorrow. Um, and we're just going to skip Freddie here. Um, you know, kind of similar to what we did pre-All-Star break with Freddie, essentially. Um, just to get him extra days rest, essentially. Um, and so that's that's how we'll do it. Is everything good there, Craig? Has he had that illness, too? No, yeah, everything's fine. We're just, just trying to freshen him up for hopefully, because hopefully that he has, you know, we're hoping that he's got five, six more starts. And in just the time that we listened to Craig Council, the Braves have already retaken the lead. 
a two-run homer from Matt Olson, his 54th of the year. He has set a new Braves franchise record with 136 runs batted in today. 54 homers, 136 runs batted in, and he's probably not going to finish top three in MVP. Ridiculous. Any other year, he's number one, right? That That's how deep the National League is this season. Acuna, Betts, Freeman, Olsen. Personally, I would put Olsen ahead of Freeman on my ballot, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, crazy, crazy. So there's some good news. Bad news for Cubs fans. 2-1 Braves already leading against Marcus Stroman and the Cubs. They're in the top of the second inning out there. A reminder, they cannot end tied. If they tie with Miami, if they tie with Arizona, if they tie with Cincinnati, who is still hanging on by a thread, Cincinnati idle tonight. But if the Cubs tie with anybody, they lose every single tiebreaker. So they need a lot of help here down the stretch, and they need to help themselves because they're about to get swept by the Braves if they're not careful here today. Marlins and Mets, their scoreless top of the third inning right now. Uh, let's relive this win coming up next. We've got some highlights for you as well. Stay with us here on WTMJ. Coming up. This. Get up! This. Get up! And this. Get out of Time for tonight highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers looking for a series win over the Cardinals. And despite the odd celebration, of course, on Tuesday, they lose the game but win the division. They wanted to make sure they still claimed another division and another season series on an opponent here in the NL Central. Things got out going really quick today for the Brew Crew. In fact, it was just a few pitches into the game. Christian Yelich led off with a rocket double in this one. The next batter was William Contreras, who's been riding a hitting streak as of late. The stretch, the pitch. Hit to right. He's done the job. Yelich is going to score easily. And William Contreras with a rocket to the right field corner. No chance for Walker whatsoever for Yelich. That made it a 15-game hitting streak for William Contreras, a new career long. And in the blink of an eye, it was 1-0 Brewers. Corbin Burns on the mound on the other side. He was rolling along as well. We'll get to him in a moment. The big headline of the day was the fact that Garrett Mitchell activated off the IL earlier today. Back in the lineup, he led off the third inning with a double on the first pitch he saw. He's on second base. Back to the top of the order. Here's Yelich. one to Yelich. Line drive base hit up the middle. Garrett Mitchell will come around and score as Yelich drives in run number two for the Brewers. If only it was that easy every time, right? So the Brewers in control. Burns faced a little adversity, though, in the fourth inning. He allowed a couple of men to reach. This was always supposed to be an abbreviated start. He began today with 196 strikeouts on the season. He knew he wasn't going to leave without getting number 200. One, two coming. Struck him out swinging with a cutter. The Cardinals loaded the bases with one out. Burns gets a pop-up and a strikeout, and the inning is over. Oh, by the way, that is punch-out number 200 on the season for Corbin Burns. Third straight season with 200 strikeouts for Corbin, joining only Giovanni Gallardo as Brewers to ever do so. Giovanni's got the record. He's got four straight seasons of 200 or more K. So the Brewers in control 2-0. They added another run on a runners on the corners double play from Willie Adamas. That made it 3-0. 
Julio Tehran was fantastic after Corbin's abbreviated start. Corbin went for Tehran went for in relief, did not allow a run. And it was up to Ethan Small to finish this one off, looking for his first big league save. New sign for the left-hander. Infield plays back, and the pitch popped him up. It's playable. Contreras, and this one is over. Ethan Small gets Mason Win on a pop-up to end it. Euchre's call as the Brewers win it. And if they win a series against the Cubs this weekend, they will have claimed the season series on every opponent in the NL Central. They are the division champs for a reason. 3-0 the final today. The Cubbies coming to town this weekend. We'll preview that coming up next right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Come. All right, last segment of the program. We're brought to you in part by Wintrust, proud to be Wisconsin's bank and proud partner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Wintrust, different approach, better results as the Brewers get ready for the Cubs this weekend. Again, if you've missed it earlier in the show or you just weren't quite listening or if you're listening on podcasts, you'll hear it all over again. The Brewers will not start Brandon Woodruff or Freddie Peralta during this series against the Cubs. And if you want to freak out about the fact that, oh, no, now the Cubs are going to get in the postseason, stop that. Don't. Don't be that guy. The Brewers are going to start Colin Ray tomorrow. Also, TBA for Saturday. However, Kurt Hogue is reporting that Caleb Boshley was spotted in the clubhouse today postgame. Boshley, uh, somebody that the Brewers have had in their organization for a while. He had a great year last year in the organization, a lacrosse kid, by the way, and uh, keep an eye. Maybe he could be up. He went to uh, UW lacrosse, so that would be a really fun home Wisconsin story. Born in Hortonville, so congratulations if he is going to be making his big league debut this weekend with that TBA on Saturday. This year down in AAA Nashville, 9-8, and a 5-1-1 ERA, but last year 12-2, and a 3-2-5. Uh, he has been posting innings the last couple of years in AAA. He was a minor league free agent from the Padres after the 2021 season. The Brewers snatched him up. He is going to be the best part here. Uh, he is going to be 30 on Sunday. So uh, he will be starting right before his 30th birthday or appearing, it would appear at this point, at some point this weekend before his 30th birthday. And then Hauser will go on Sunday. As for the Cubs, here's what they've got lined up against the Brewers with Marcus Stroman going today. They flipped it so that Kyle Hendricks would go tomorrow. Jordan Wicks will go on Saturday. And then Justin Steele, if necessary, which looks like it will be necessary, will start on Sunday. And a reminder of the the start times this week, a little bit different. A 7-10 start tomorrow, Friday night. We'll be on the air with 6 o'clock after Wisconsin's afternoon news. We've got you covered with Brewers warm-up. Greg Matzik will have you there. Then on Saturday, it is a 6-10 first pitch. I've got you at 5 o'clock for Brewers warm-up on Saturday afternoon, evening. And then on Sunday, the finale of the regular season, everybody plays at the same time. So the Brewers will play at 2-10 
And our pregame coverage will begin at 1 o'clock with Brewers warm-up on Sunday. And come on out to the ballpark. And there's a few tickets remaining. I know there are. And more importantly, get you your postseason tickets. The Brewers are guaranteed three home games. Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, Thursday if necessary, uh, and then if they move on, of course, they will get Game 3 of the NLDS against the Dodgers. Obviously waiting on opponent and waiting on time, so bear with us in that regard. I know everybody wants to figure out if they need to take off work or not. But just looking at the landscape for the wild card right now, you know, Philly is going to be hosting. Milwaukee is going to be hosting. Uh, in the American League, Tampa Bay will likely be hosting. It looks like Baltimore is going to get her done tonight. Their magic number is down to one. Uh, by the way, Baltimore just announced a 30-year lease uh, extension out at Camden Yard. So good for them finally getting it done. John Angelos, the only thing he's done right this season. Uh, the Orioles are up one nothing on the Red Sox right now. Furthermore, the last wild card host uh, would be the Twins. So a lot of Central time, a lot of Eastern time in there, so they can get kind of creative with the game times coming up this weekend. A reminder, ESPN handles that, not us, not TBS, none of that. It's all ESPN coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we don't have game times yet for the wild card round, or an opponent for that matter, but that will all be decided by the end of the night on Sunday. Fun day. 15th shot of the year. Brewers win 3 to nothing. Garrett Mitchell is back. Corbin Burns is ready to go for game one of a postseason series coming up against TBA. Who knows? Tomorrow, it'll be Colin Ray making his final start of the season, going up against Kyle Hendricks. It will be rocking. It will be loud. It will be fun. Be cordial. Be smart. Don't be stupid this weekend with the Cubs fans in your face this weekend. Let's have some fun, shall we? My thanks to Matt Sossler and to Jeff Cirillo. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.